0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number Stores or sleepnumber.com. Nami purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o hinui and welcome to this Our Changing World podcast from RNZ with me, Alison Balance. By day, Chris Walker is a PhD student at the Auckland Bioengineering Institute. He's also the CEO of a new startup company called ElectroClear. And he and fellow student Petrin Ellenberger are developing a novel way to stop marine organisms growing on surfaces where they are
1: not wanted. Whenever you put something underwater, biological growth accumulates there. And with very specific surfaces, you don't really want that. We had a arena shipwreck back in 2011, I think, and it was too expensive to remove that ship. So it was very good that growth accumulated there and it became part of that ecosystem. But when you have, for instance, a pipeline access way or you have pontoons at a specific part in a marina that you don't want growth, we currently don't have very good solutions to stop that growth from occurring. So ElectroClear is using electric fields underwater to inhibit growth on a specific surface.
0: Traditionally, to stop, say, the bottom of your yacht getting covered in algae and various other stuff, people have painted anti-fouling paint, which tends to mm-hmm. be very disruptive chemicals, which leach into the environment and really aren't good news.
1: Yeah, essentially, the, the world's currently got the issue that you've got all these anti-fouling paints. The, the major component is copper. And that's currently leaching into the environment. So if you go down to one of the main marinas in Auckland and you measure the water, you actually see a high level of copper there because of all these boats. What there is is a balance between if you don't have antifoul on your your boat, you're spreading invasive species around the world. And if you do, you're increasing the copper concentrations, which isn't good for the actual ecosystem around those boats. So at the moment, the balance sways towards antifouling your boat. But as soon as there's better solutions that have less toxins in them and work just as effectively, you're going to see that migrate over. With boats, you'll see they take their boat out approximately every two years to recoat the paint um, and to keep their antifoul working. With infrastructure, you can imagine the port has a lot of underwater infrastructure that they can't pull out every two years. So what you get there is just growth for approximately 60 years for the lifetime of their infrastructure with no antifouling. So if a boat comes in with an invasive species, that can just latch onto the infrastructure. And another boat comes in without it, and it can latch back on. And you've got all these spores and larvae in these marinas and ports that can just latch on and migrate around the country or internationally.
0: Was there a specific species or a specific moment in time when this came on your radar, when you started thinking about it?
1: My PhD supervisor, Ian Anderson, also a co-founder of ElectroClear, he dives a lot. And within Auckland, in the last five years, you would have seen this Mediterranean fan worm. It is now available in abundance in our Auckland harbours. And it's essentially this column structure, and it's got a worm inside this little column. And it comes out, and it just releases this fan, which just moves slowly in the water. And as organic material comes through, it's filtering it, and it eats that organic material. Um, The problem is, so do our native mussels. And so what you see is, as we're trying to restock our mussel populations in our harbours, this fan worm is out-competing, and it's making that really difficult to achieve. Recently, actually, there was an eradication attempt in the Bay of Islands. So you had the fan worm. We're not sure where it came from, but you've got a lot of boats going from Auckland to the Bay of Islands, so potentially it's our fault here. But the regional council, Northland Regional Council, organised two commercial diving teams to go down and try to eradicate this fan worm and remove it in a specific way and then proceeded to check a lot more boats as they entered the Bay of Islands. So it's quite a costly thing to do as a reactive measure. So what we need to start doing is preventative solutions that stop this happening in the first place and they'll actually save our country a lot of money in the future. That's where electroclear comes in. (laughs) So electro is to do with electricity? we wanted a solution even for your boat that you turn on a switch and it starts inhibiting growth you don't have to have a toxin there leaching out over time that even if there's no growth for it at night for instance growth is very minimal light is is one of the key contributors um, that is needed for growth so at night you could tone down your inhibition save power during the day you could turn it back on temperature is important so during the summer you could increase it during winter you could decrease it so what we're doing actually is inspired by the food industry and the fda in america approved electric fields as a pasteurization technique i think in 2007 and what that means instead of heating your food up before you sell it and cooling it back down they can pass it through these electric fields So you see these massive conveyor belts and you see potatoes going straight through. I think there's actually an installation in Timaru, where these potatoes go straight through this kind of conveyor belt electric field machine, and it just puts a very high-intensity field across those potatoes. In a similar way, underwater, you can implement this field. And so you can imagine a positive side and a negative side. And as very small creatures come into contact with this field how life works is if you want to move your arm you move ion concentrations these positive and negative charged ions around your body and that creates your arm moving so underwater when a little algae spore wants to adhere it shifts these ions and releases this adhesive In the same way if you want to release spores if you want to populate the surface it moves these ions around but in an electric field a high intensity one they struggle to move the ions to specific places and that's the theory behind ElectroClear's product.
0: I tend not to think of electricity as something that goes well with water though.
1: You want to stop thinking of it as an electric fence underwater and start thinking of it as a cable like when you charge your phone. So you're fine to touch that cable, there's no issues. It's fully shielded from this outside environment and and that's the same thing we're not actually putting electricity through the water, what we're doing is dipping that cable into the water and that inherently creates this electric field.
0: And this works because those tiny little larvae, the the little spores that are floating around,
1: they're extremely small? They're extremely small. So an electric field of a certain intensity can affect them, but it most likely wouldn't affect a very small guppy, for instance, or a very small fish. For us, we could put our hands in and we could touch it, whatever, there's no issue. Um, As long as you don't go with a knife and cut it, in which case it would turn off very quickly, there shouldn't be any danger for us to be in the marina with it.
0: So that's your concept. Uh, What have you been doing with that idea?
1: The key is to work out what electric field works and how it inhibits. And to do that, we have installations in several partners, such as the Bay of Islands Marina and OBC Marina, and we can remotely control these installations, and essentially we have panels in the water implementing these electric field pulses. And after a couple of months, we go down and we see how effective those pulses were. And the key is to take in temperature and sunlight hours and all these different variables about that environment and see how well the system worked. And so right now we're in the middle of raising money and we're going to increase the installations to 10 across the country and much larger installations, a more commercially viable product. As you can imagine, a pair at a marina is about 1,000 square metres of underwater infrastructure. So to create a product that you can produce by the kilometre is the challenge now. So we've got a few concepts and we're going to be testing them out across the country and seeing which ones we can make most effective.
0: Can you show me what you've been testing with so far? Have you got something here?
1: Sure. If we hop over to the bench there. This is the setup from approximately about three months ago. So we've moved on from here, but this is essentially it. So we have a control panel, which isn't connected by cables to any of the setup. It's actually connected through the cellular network. So you can imagine this box with electronics in sitting on a marina pair, and it's pulsing away, and then it is also connected to the mobile network, and it's transmitting the health of the system to our control panel. And we can also send through the cellular network back and change variables on that electronics. If we think the pulse needs to be updated or or, or whatnot, we can send that remotely. So what we see here is out of this box comes four different tests. So we've got four channels. Handily colored
0: different colors.
1: Yeah, we don't (laughs) want to mix them up. And... Essentially that means we can do four experiments simultaneously on the same pair. And over here what we have, we can even turn it on actually. So that's the sound of a phone going on and it's connecting to the phone, that's how it's connecting to the cellular network currently. And you might hear a little flickering. Every time that LED is flickering is when it's implementing about 500 volts currently on these plates. But you'll see if you put your hand in here switch around you can touch these plates no problem they're fully encapsulated even though there's 500 volts going on to these electrodes
0: that's quite a few volts
1: that's quite a few volts and we can go much higher too so (laughs) so the key is to encapsulate it with a material that can handle such the high voltage essentially when we did our first experiment we we contacted bay of islands marina and we said can we put some tests up in one of your pairs and they agreed to it And it took about six attempts before we could get something that lasted underwater with the electricity. Essentially, these materials are made to encapsulate high voltage, but they're not made to be in a marina with high voltage. That adds a lot more factors to consider. And there's not many applications where you have high voltage underwater. So it's been quite a bit of experimenting to get something that operates as well as we need it to.
0: So how long have you had these in the water at
1: marinas for now? We normally do about two-month experiments, and that's a good enough time to get barnacles adhering and growing as well as different algaes and um, briar zones and different kind of creatures. After two months, we can tell, is this working, is it not, is it sort of working, and then target it a different direction. There's a lot of electric fields you can implement, so it's narrowing down what's most effective. So if we move to the left, what you see is we're moving from Kind of panels with flat electrodes onto kind of a cable structure. Now this is what we're moving to is vinyl encapsulated cabling, and vinyl is used in a lot of swimming pools, so it has virtually lifetime on the seabed. And we're also moving to high density polyethylene, which is similar um, and, and can last a very long time on the seabed.
0: So would the idea then be that you could wrap these cables around existing structures?
1: We could integrate cabling into new infrastructure, and we're creating shell-like structures that we can kind of sleeve over existing structures. Essentially, we've got it working on these previous electrode implementations. Now we've got cabling that we can buy by the kilometre, and we've got this material that we can extrude by the kilometre, and can we get it working with that? So that is the test, and what we're doing over the next 12 months is getting that working. Because as soon as we have it working we can start selling. We have moved this from an idea we had about two years ago. We've now got a whole lot of partners excited about it, and we're moving from the small panel to something that you could actually see in a commercial product, and that's quite exciting.
0: Do you have some pictures of your test ones that show how effective they were compared to something that didn't have an electric current going um, through With
1: it? These, these electrodes, I do. So we've got essentially seven experiments, and they've all been in the water for, for weeks So on the left here, you'll see that between the active and the control, there is basically no significant difference. So that's showing you that it's not just putting an electric field on, but it's having an electric field that is actually good at inhibiting growth. So there's a few tricks here on how to actually do it. So as you move where we are now, we're actually seeing after two months there is considerable growth on the panels that were used as controls, and on the panels that... Uh, had the active field implementing, there's no growth at all.
0: must have been pretty exciting when you pulled those out of the water and saw that it worked, though.
1: Absolutely. We are very nervous. And you're waiting, and you don't want to pull it out of the water preemptively. So you're waiting there just going, should we check? And it was up in the Bay of Islands, so that's a three-hour drive. So sitting there and going, nope, we'll wait the six weeks out, and then we'll go up. <laughs> But it was very exciting to pull that out and actually see a considerable difference. Um, So the ones in the middle here were actually the ones from the Bay of Islands. So you see it it had a few barnacles on the active one, uh, but on the control you can see considerably more. It very effectively worked, just not 100%. And what we've seen now is we can get 100% between these electrodes very specifically. So if you move outside of that electrode region, you can have growth there. So, the good thing about that is it's targeted. So, with boats, currently you put paint on and you inhibit things on the seabed floor because the copper leaches out. Um, with this, you can very specifically say growth is fine, but not in this specific location. And that's quite a nice feature of this technology. So, we had very successful experiments with these panels, but they're just not able to be produced by the kilometer. So that's the trouble we're in at the moment: is, is how do we make this large scale?
0: Thanks, Chris. That was Chris Walker from Electroclear and the University of Auckland. I'm Alison Balance, and this hour-changing world podcast from RNZ first aired on the 18th of July, 2019. To listen again, just head to our web page, RNZ.co.nz/hour-changing-world. While you're there, you can sign up for our free weekly email newsletter or have a browse through the ever-expanding universe of stories in our library. You can also check out that back catalogue of episodes on your favourite podcast app. And if you don't already listen as a podcast but would like to subscribe, you'll find us as RNZ, Our Changing World, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and, yes, plenty of other places. Check out my other podcasts, RNZ Elemental is celebrating the 150th anniversary of the periodic table of elements and we are up to lead and lithium. RNZ Kākāpō Files has been following the rollercoaster ride that's the breeding season of one of the world's most threatened birds. In EP22, Kākāpō Dads revealed, we'll tell you what the results of the paternity tests are and whether any of the artificial insemination attempts were successful. Stay in touch with us. We're on Facebook and Twitter as RNZ Science. Many thanks for your company. Bye for now. Mariora. Botox Cosmetic, botulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.